Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. On today's episode, I'm going to tell you a story about a pillow and a laundry basket and post-it notes. And we're going to talk a little bit about how focusing on those small physical items and practicing a, a very simple kind of experiment that I'm going to show you can really change your life. So I'm going to flesh that out for you. Uh, I have tons of examples for you and a, a couple stories. And I really hope that you uh, take a moment at the very end when I'm describing the different steps to write down those steps and try this out for yourself. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. All right. Well, let me tell you a little story about a pillow. So uh, this morning I looked at my pillow that I got, oh, I don't know, several months ago um, in order to help me be more comfortable when I meditate. It's just a, a little pillow, but uh, I find it difficult when I'm meditating sometimes. Uh, with my old hip injury, as it's as it's getting better and better, the pillow just helps me to sit a little bit more relaxed. So long story short, I was looking at this pillow and immediately I thought about all of the, the past meditation sessions I've had with this pillow. Right. And I even thought about what I wanted to do as far as meditation for this afternoon. Okay. Uh, and then my eyes kind of scanned over and I saw, um, a laundry basket and we just, <laughs> just got back from vacation not too long ago. So the, the laundry's all done, but the clean clothes are in a basket. And I immediately thought about, I should put those away this morning. Right. And then the next thing I did was I, I kind of kept scanning and I, I looked at, um, there's a thing on my wall over by my study area and it's got a ton of post-it notes on it. And it's basically kind of the content, the, the lessons that I teach a lot on and the progression and, and I'm, I'm toying around with, uh, coming up with a curriculum for another course. And so the things that I'm studying, I just kind of throw in, in, uh, throw it on a post-it note, put it on that paper. And I immediately started to think about this program that I want to do in the future. Now, uh, the human condition is that what we do is we, we turn uh, emptiness into form. So what we do is we look at the cushion, we look at the basket of clothes, we look at the post-it notes, um, you know, emptiness, if you think about it, we, what we have created something, right? So at some point uh, you, you, you know, think about the post-its, like ideas onto the post-it notes. You took nothing and you created something, you put it into a form and now you have a form. Um, so the laundry basket, uh, before I did the laundry, there was no laundry in the basket. It was empty. So I created clean laundry in the basket. Does that make sense? I had to go and purchase the pillow and bring it home. Actually, I used Amazon, uh, but there was no pillow and now there's a pillow. So we took emptiness, nothing, and we created something into a form. And now um, it's not just the form that we have, but now we have a story that we tell ourselves about these things. Okay. And the more that we live with these physical items, the more stories we have to tell about them. Okay. So quick question. What would you think about these three things if you saw them at the store? 
So if you personally went to, uh, you know, my favorite store here in Michigan is, is Target, uh, you know, good old Target and my kids fashion it up a little bit and, and they call it Target, the good, good old land of Target. If you went to Target and you saw this meditation pillow sitting there, what would you think about it? If you saw a bunch of post-it notes sitting there, what would you think about that? Okay. If you saw an empty laundry basket, what would you think about that? Well, chances are you're probably not going to think about this, them the same way that I think about them, right? Because we tend to have a story attached to these things, but it goes even beyond that because we have a story attached to people, a story attached to events or circumstances and situations, right? So something happens and we had tell ourselves a story and guess what? That story runs the show. Okay. All you have to do is go into our search engine link and search for perspective or perception, and you'll get a ton of different um, ideas that pop up for you. Okay. So uh, a couple examples. Um, if you think writing a PhD dissertation is hard, guess what? It's going to be hard. Okay. If you think that, um, I, I was working with a client the other day and he just kept saying, I just, I can't be a pu public speaker because I stink. Well, if that's what you think, guess what? That's what's going to happen. And, uh, I, I was talking to a teacher the other day and I'm not going to use the child's name, but, um, the teacher was having a lot of behavior issues with this child and just kept saying, oh my gosh, this kid is a jerk. Well, if you think that about that kid, guess what? He's going to be a jerk to you. Okay. Things are as bad or as good as they seem. And there's really no need to add anything extra to that. Okay. So why do we add a story? Well, I think in my own experience for, for my own personal experience and working with a, a ton of coaching clients that we add a story because it's in a way helping us deal with uncertainty or discomfort or a sense of imbalance. Um, you, you feel like you're on a little bit of shaky ground, right? Um, and it, this story allows you to feel a sense of control. And what I know about the brain is our brain is a pattern seeking device. So if it does not see a pattern, it will try to find one or create one. Okay. The problem is that these stories really keep us from the moment, the present, the now. Uh, and they also keep us from seeing something new. So I'll go back to the examples I just shared. If you think the dissertation is hard, it's going to be. Now, it's very interesting. I, I've gotten to the point in this journey um, that whew, I had all five chapters I can submit at one time now. So as we're doing our edits and changes and things like that, this is like the, the light at the end of the tunnel. So it's getting real now. Okay. Um, and I, I've gotten to chapter five. Chapter five is a fun one. Uh, and it's, it's where you finally get to say, okay, so I've told you all about the data that we found. This is what this means. This is what people should do about it. Right. So I was starting to kind of get myself all caught up in this story. Uh, and I know that the next round, quite frankly, once I'm done with the writing piece is the editing piece and the formatting, which is not my favorite. And so I was kind of telling my story 
uh, about, well, if I, if I hold off a little bit writing the chapter five, then I don't have to do that. Well, that's silly because I'm still going to have to do that, right? And so in order to release the story, one of the things that I did, um, I've, I've, I've actually, so I'm not really a dancer per se. It's not something that comes naturally to me. Kind of my 11 year old, she's a natural dancer. Um, but I've been learning a lot about, um, what's called a nonlinear movement. Uh, so doing things that are not in a straight line. So it's instead of going from like goal to goal, like going on a walk, um, or doing a yoga move you're doing nonlinear movement. So dance is a nonlinear movement. There's no particular way that you, you should do it. So I said, let me just turn on a, a song that has a really good beat. I'll dance to it. And then I immediately got to writing and guess what? It just flowed out of me because it wasn't the writing that was hard. It was the story that was keeping me from the writing. When I was working with my um, coaching client, and I've done this with dozens of clients now who are working on, uh, they're really good at what they're doing, but for whatever reason, they feel like they need to get out and start speaking about what they're doing. So this particular client uh, is uh, in a different country, and he's very good at, um, he's an engineer and a scientist, but he's uh, being promoted into a new position where basically he's going to be traveling around the world and teaching. And so, uh, we're talking about how can he have fun? Uh, now his personality style is not one of fun, uh, but there are certain things that really light him up. Uh, and when he talks about technical stuff, he has fun. And so we're really focusing on how can we have fun? Because if your brain is going to seek for a pattern and you're going to tell yourself a story about this speaking event, why not make it a good one? Okay. And when I was talking to this teacher the other day and she was talking about Johnny being a jerk, um, I, I said, okay, well, what would happen if you just noticed Johnny? You didn't put a judgment on it, but you just noticed his behavior. And as we've been working on this for the past several weeks, she's realizing, oh, there's some patterns here that, that Johnny is showing. Like, for example, in the afternoon, of course, it's worse because he's tired. He's hungry. Um, he's a four-year-old. It happens. Uh, and so she's noticing things that she's never noticed before because she's allowing herself not to continue to tell herself the whole story that she told before. So she's seeing something new. Okay. So how can we be more present and lessen the stories that we tell ourselves? Well, so here's an activity that you can do that's relatively simple. So you can pick a few items, physical items, um, just, just like I did. So I chose the pillow, the bl blank, uh, the laundry basket and the post-it notes. Okay. So first of all, observe the items with your five senses, you know, your taste if you can, but smell, touch, sight, hearing, um, observe them with your five senses. Uh, and then also notice the story that's coming to you. So like for me with the, the laundry basket, it was like, oh, I should do that. And I also thought about other laundry that I should put in. Okay. Just observe the story. Don't, don't get caught up in the story. Just notice it. Okay. And imagine those physical items at the store. Okay. So, so imagine going to the store for the first time and picking up those post-it notes. They have absolutely no story to them. Just imagine that. 
And then uh, another thing that you could do is you could imagine someone else, like a friend or a family member or so, or a colleague that might have that item and imagine what they might think about that item, right? So if your, if your friend had a, a meditation pillow, what would that friend think about it? Okay. And then return back to just looking at that item and, and try to release the story you've told yourself about that. Okay. Now over time, when you practice this with these, you know, silly little physical items, um, you can get really good at this with people, events, circumstances, situations. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you can come back and you can run through, maybe you had a difficult encounter with somebody at work today. You can run through that encounter and, uh, you know, kind of play it like a movie, how it happened in your, in your, um, awareness. And then you can notice the story you're telling yourself about it. You can, uh, you know, put a friend in there in, in, you know, imagine a friend was in there and what would they say or do? Uh, and then you could just release the story and just say, okay, that was, it just, it just happened. It wasn't good or bad. It just, it just happened. Right. You can play around with this in such a way that your life will continue to, um, change and evolve and you'll feel a greater sense of peace. But I would really encourage you to start small. Okay. So maybe you could even set a timer for a few times today and just notice the story that you tell yourself about those physical items and practice releasing that story. Okay. The more you do this, the more freedom that you're going to have in your life. I promise you that because not only have I been doing it, but I've been helping other people do this for years. So just know that you're telling yourself a story and that story comes from many different places. So one, the first thing, it, it always comes from your uh, family and culture of origin, right? Um, so you've developed different programs and things that are in your subconscious that tell you this is a story about the X, Y, and Z, right? If I were to name a food item, uh, if, if that was in your family of origin or your culture, uh, you would have a story attached to that. If it wasn't, you probably have a different story attached to that, whether you've been exposed to it or maybe not exposed to it. Okay. So the story itself is not right or wrong. It just is. But what we want to do is we want to notice that we're telling ourselves the story. And then, you know, we can get to the point where we ask ourselves, is that the story I want to tell myself or do I want to edit it? Okay. Awesome. So enjoy this. Enjoy this. Let this be a fun practice, a, a grand experiment, if you will. Okay. Um, please feel free to reach out. Let me know if, if you have any questions or uh, after you've tried this a few times, reach out and say, okay, Michelle, this really worked for me. This was awesome. Or, okay, Michelle, I tried this and I'm not sure I'm getting it. Just let me know. Okay. Um, perfect. 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 Go and try and, and have fun. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. I'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.